did not say that her posting pictures about her and Mike make her insecure at all. They asked me about the hashtag chill. Why does that make me insecure? That's how I felt about it. But, that just, but what it just is your seems opinion? like it's overdone. I, like, I don't understand. It's an overkill to me. A girl can't have an opinion, honey. But I have been the most supportive of Cynthia and Michael, yeah. despite what which, any of these. Which is why I don't understand why you think it's. I have. Can, can I just live and because be happy? That's my feeling. Can I and post a yes, hashtag can, if I want but can to? Can I have an opinion if I want to? You can have an opinion. Okay. But as my friend. And you can, as your friend. Yes, as my friend. Oh, really? Yes. Well, we can talk about that too. Hashtag chill is a positive thing. Oh, it's great. It's fun. It's amazing. I think it's amazing. I'm happy. Be happy for me. I was asked a question, and I gave my opinion, friend. Okay, well, I didn't like your opinion, friend. Well, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep it going, or are you going to... Because I'm not changing up on it. I'm not changing up on it, okay? (laughs) You can be such a bully. Listen, Lanithia is struggling. She's going through. Yeah, child. That's a testimony we've all had. Mm. Mm. Well, that was the reunion. Part dos, right? Mm -mm, Part uno. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. They tried to give a little spice at the end for (laughs) prepping us for a not so exciting part two, but whatever. And it's this, gonna be a part, is part three going to be the final? Yeah, this is about to be a part three. Mm-hmm. And this is part 87 of the Hung Up Podcast. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. What's up, y'all? As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N. Yeah, and I'm Eric. Find me on Instagram and on Twitter at E-Dante, that's D-A-N-T-E, Cole, C-O-L-E, all mm-hmm. one word, y'all. And while you're trying to find a hashtag... Hung up on. <laughs> Find us both on Instagram and Twitter yeah. at H U N G U P P O D and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash hung up pod. Yeah, and when you find us, why don't you go ahead and shoot us an email over at hung up pod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Get your feedback on the most recent episodes or feel, feel free just to check in. Yes, yes. And guys, thank you so much for your comments, ratings, reviews. Keep those suckers coming on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere that you can find a man who can be a friend and who you can make a hashtag with. Fun. <laughs> Couple things. Did we do the Welcome to the Hunger Podcast where... Oh, shoot. Changing things up for the summer, (laughs) for the spring and summer. Well, welcome to the Hung Up Podcast, where you may feel insecure. Speaking of which, 2020, let's be real. That ain't right. 2020? Oh, yeah. Insecure's not coming back until 2020. Oh, 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 oh. I did see that somewhere on on the interwebs. Hopefully we get an hour show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, welcome to the Hung Up Podcast where you might just want to be living and be happy and just posting hashtags. Mm-hmm. Either way. Yeah. We'll never hang up on you. <laughs> okay. So, how's it going? How are you? How was are your we, week? Are we checking in? Do you might want as to do well. Do we some, have anything else? We do have some listener feedback. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. okay. You, you 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 with me? Whatever's clever. Let me see. We did get. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. So someone responded to my hung up my my hung question. Okay. Last Ooh, week about 
that knocking folk out if they use the f word mm-hmm. on you. I said man or man or woman. Let's see. We did get some. I don't know if I want to say people's names. Sinyan. He's he's. We know him. Not know him, know him. But okay. he's been <laughs> tuned into the show for yes, a while. Yes, thanks like. for listening. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. It looks like Sinyan. Would you say that? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. With the little emoji with the little hearts around it. Oh. <laughs> Sinyan said, I must agree with P. Ryan. It is never justifiable for a man to respond to a woman or anyone with violence in response to be calling the F word. Period. Exclamation point. Now, if he wants to climb in the gutter with her, call her daddy one. I'm certain that would get under her skin quickly. Are you trying to say my mama is low down and in the gutter? <laughs> Do you remember Candy? <laughs> oh, talking about her mama, mama Joyce? Mama Joyce had some shit. That's where we got, I shed what I shed. Nah, mama Joyce was acting up for a minute. It really wasn't until, I feel like it wasn't until Todd's mm-hmm. mom passed that she kind of softened her heart mm-hmm. and cut out some of the shenanigans. I'm not going to comment because I claim that Candy's going to be in my future. So yes. let me not ruffle the waters yeah, you can Trouble speak your mind like <laughs> not <laughs> i would hope someone would accept you no matter what Ooh, she might not <laughs> um so he said yeah call call her daddy one Simeon. i don't know where he oh phoenix arizona okay let me tell you something about philly <laughs> philadelphia listen okay <laughs> you will invoke a fight okay. <laughs> um and that's and that's the strange thing about it, and I think that was part of why you know when I was in this circle and this kind of came up, it was a little it was a little bit of a struggle for folks because how you respond really unless you just walk away, you're going to just escalate the situation, right? So calling 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 her daddy one that's not she's not just going to walk away, <laughs> or he's not going to just walk away, right? But um, violence. Uh, I'm just reading the rest. Violence is never the response, the appropriate response. I personally prefer to keep my nose in the air, okay, Sonia, yes. and pay the children dust yes, whenever they come for me. Yes. <laughs> However, if my spirit is moved to chorus, then an intellectual read that leaves them wondering if they should feel insulted or not is my preferred response. Anywho, I love you both and can't wait to see what the future holds for you both collectively and individually. Oh, thanks, girl. Warmest regards. Yes, an okay. intellectual read. Yeah. I'm gonna leave that to you because sometimes I be stuttering, so I can't get it out. <laughs> wait, you can't get it out. <laughs> be like, like you is know it, what? No. So is it <laughs> is it one of those situations where you get home and you finish it like in the mirror? <laughs> no, not in the, in the bathroom. I'm like, I said that shit. <laughs> But that's just me. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you know what, you guys? It was a loaded question that I asked you all. A very mm-hmm. difficult question to kind of navigate. Let's just say, y'all, let's not use it. You know, let's cut the violence out. It's enough of that going on in the world. Let's be kind to one another because, ver- you know, that's verbal violence as well. Like, if you attack someone with that type of, you know, language coming at them like that, that's violence too. You know what I mean? So I think we all can do a little bit better with, you know, 
just trying to spread more love in the world. Sure, right? sure. And that's my hung hell tip for the sweet. Spread love. <laughs> spread love. Okay. Starting in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. <laughs> I'm bringing it right to the East Coast. Hallelujah. With the intellectual reads. Yes. <laughs> How was your week? Ooh, my week. Well, it was a little, like, difficult. Like, that's... And I don't want to focus too much on it, so I'll just say this and get it out the way. Um, this week, I really dealt with a little bit of stress, a little bit of anxiety, because mm-hmm. I'm just juggling two major things right now in my life um, that have been very challenging for yeah, me, yeah. Um, to say the least. And it's been a tough week. Mercy. So, thankfully, like, tennis is just kind of my outlet, my way to kind of just, you know, come down, come out of the space up here in my head, right? (laughs) So, now that that's out the way, first and foremost, I just have to pay all the respect (laughs) to Mrs. Beyonce Knowles Carter. Mm. Um, I'm still coming down (laughs) from Beachella because, like, I was watching it last night. I was up till, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. I could not sleep. For about 45, for the first 45 minutes, I stood. (laughs) I was standing up, like, right here, just watching it, just like... Can't, like yes. <laughs> it was everything it was everything and i just want to say like mrs carter and her sister have truly blessed us this year and reminding the world that being black is just everything it is everything. so shout out to the carter family the nose carter family and all them and them kids mm-hmm. <laughs> kids. <laughs> yeah, shout out to them kids yeah absolutely um <coughs> just a few other things i'll be real quick uh, your bad bitch brunch was just so dope, and I really enjoyed myself. And then afterwards, we went to hookah and finished up the conversation that we were having, and just good times. Mm. And I just want to thank you for inviting me and allowing me to be in the space because I didn't know everyone that was there. I knew like half of them, but I didn't know everybody that was there. So, you know. Thank you, because I'm looking forward to next year so I can turn my nose up like Sinian at the newcomers, because it'll be their first time (laughs) at the Bad Bitch Brunch. Yes. Well, thank you for being a bad bitch and stealing my (laughs) (laughs) check-in. I mean, but it was mine, too. I mean, I I went. I was there. (laughs) You were there. You were were definitely there. But let me move on from that and just finish up by saying, I just want to shout out the director um, Michael Rice for coming and chilling with the LGBTQ plus community here in Philadelphia I had the pleasure of sitting with um, a few buddies to watch his documentary slash film called Party Boy Mm. Um, and it's a documentary that highlights the meth addiction that is plaguing the black and brown LGBTQ plus community Yes, and has been for for, for several years so I just want to shout out and I just want to spell his name for you guys um, so you can Excuse find me. him when you look him up it is M-I-C-H-E-A-L Rice R-I-C-E 
and um, yeah, Party Boy, Black Diamonds, and Ice Castles. That's the that's the full name of the documentary. Um, it actually premiered, I believe. It looks like I'm reading this from Advocate.com back in New York, back I think 2017 mm. um, or I think 17. Um, I could I could be wrong, but you guys go go do your fact checking, and while you're at it, just look it up. I'm not sure if it's available online. Um, I was just blessed to be. <coughs> Free screening, screening. (laughs) Oh my god! Free screening here in Philadelphia, and just want to say a few things about it um, because the film really just blew my mind in a way. He had, um, you know, real people talking about real life situations. Um, Even the mother of Jamel Moore um, took part in the documentary Mm. to tell her story about her son who wasn't, you know, what the media portrayed him to be, which was like mm. a drug addict prostitute. Yeah. Right? He was so much more than that, you know what I mean? And part of his journey, you know, to where he, you know, unfortunately landed, um, involved Crystal Map, yeah. aka Tina. So the documentary um was just really real and raw. And um, you know, I just learned some things that kind of blew my mind. You know, there are men out here being um that are being becoming addicted to Tina by just having sex. And this one dude talked about he was getting ate out. And, you know, Homeboy was down there for a while. And, you know, he didn't realize until later that he had slipped some Tina into his ass. And that's how he became addicted. Um, wow. Wow, wow. What else did I learn? Rich white mostly powerful men um out in hollywood and new york are exploiting the most vulnerable people in our community and controlling them with money and tina getting what they want when they want it um i also learned that tina is a drug that the part of the brain that it impacts is the part of you know where you feel wanted and desired and loved and the director talked about the, the displacement of um, not just the people in the film, but really the people, us, you know, in the, in the community. Um, he talked about the three institutions where many of us are often turned away from and abandoned. And one was the church, the second was the world, and the third was your family. Mm-hmm. And he said, when someone is dealing with that, you know what I mean? And then they become, um, in, in whatever kind of way, voluntarily or in most cases involuntarily, mm-hmm. um, in interacting with Tina, you know, that drug and that feeling that they get, you know, that, 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 that's that something that, that space way back here in your heart that you've been wanting to be filled mm-hmm. for so long and it finally happens. And, the, you know, the people in the documentary spoke to that. Like, one of the guys was like, I really don't want to be doing this in my heart of heart, but this is just kind of how I landed. And I recommend you all just to look it up. See if you can find it. See if you can view it. Uh, Reach out to Michael. He might um, bring it to your city. Um, After talking with the folks last night, I believe it's coming back here to to Philly. (coughs) And it'll be... And it was a free screening. It was free. Um, So all you had to do was show up Mm -hmm. and and, and be a part of a a really dope-ass conversation. And shame on the folks who bought all these tickets and didn't show up because the movie the the theater was not really empty but there were a lot of empty seats and talking with the host they were just like the event was sold out and what they noticed from looking at the stats is like people were buying three and four were reserving three and four tickets and they didn't show up 
You know what I mean? So, come on, y'all. Be kind. Be mindful. Yeah. You know, we want to support especially our community. And I know I have to do better with that. So, it it felt good to be in that space. Mm-hmm. For sure. Ooh, my stomach hurts like that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that was my check-in. Thank you for letting me go first because that was a no problem. bit much. Yeah. Ooh, um, how are you? <laughs> I am well. <laughs> um... <laughs> Excuse me. Spring has sprung up in my throat and chest, so I'm coughing a little bit, but I'm good. Yeah, um, it's about that time. It is. Yeah. And I'm sorry to hear that you were um, juggling stressors this week, but as you kind of alluded to, we were also juggling drinks at the top of the week. Um, and I'm really Such excited that my bad good bitch people, brunch. Good yeah. vibes. Yeah, I'm glad that it went well. So... I was kind of tired of people asking what am I doing for my birthday because usually I don't do anything but get me a little good food and sit down somewhere. Um, so I thought it would be cute. Get you or do you usually like cook it? I get me. Okay. I treat myself. Come on. I get me. I get me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but I thought it would be cute to kind of start this tradition going into my 28th year. By the time this show's released, I'll be 28. Um, yeah, so happy birthday to the people who are listening. Yes. Happy birthday, P. Ryan. Thank you. I love Thank you. you. Love you <laughs> Thank you. So I thought it would be cool to start this tradition where um, there are friends in my life who are pretty dope, who don't know each other. So to like have this one time every, um, have this event in April, close to my birthday, where we all just come together with brunch and booze and be bad bitches and not only celebrate my birthday, but celebrate each other. So we kicked off the brunch going around, everybody introducing themselves and naming like one thing that they're grateful for. And I really think that just set the tone for, you know, dope vibes throughout the day. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I hope this becomes like a yearly thing. I'm really excited. As long as I have Make a birthday, a let's have thing. a let's have a brunch. <laughs> um, so yeah, that I was excited that that happened. So despite yeah. all the BS, brunch and Beyonce made for Ooh, a good week and an album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> made for a good. It's a lot. A good time. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh my gosh, I rebuke this right now. You are you are good. Yes. I'm but sorry, are I don't you have a lozenge to give to you. It's okay. Um... You want to jump into the topic? Let's jump. All right. So, throughout this like entire year, this year of twenty seven, not twenty nineteen, um, I think a lot of our twenty seven. Conver- yeah, me. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. sorry. A lot of our conversations, I think, or the ones that I kind of started, have been around just like different ways that I've been growing and different things that I've been like learning about myself, right? And so, I think this conversation is really going to capture a lot of that with the topic that we're going to talk about um so my homegirl delicia sent me a oprah super soul sunday conversation right and shout out to her for sending that because i'm kind of behind on my super soul so i didn't know when i would get to that one but it was um a talk done by this amazing social worker brene brown and i'm obsessed with brene brown so if you remember the apologies conversation and how we mm-hmm. talked about like shame responses, that's all Brene Brown's work. Oh, okay. Okay. Her interest in trust started with like a conversation that she had with her daughter, right? So her daughter was in this class and um, she had told like her close friends a secret and the friends went and told everybody else, right? And the daughter started getting made fun of, right? 
to the point where the class has kind of like this marble jar system where if at mm. the end of the day or it's quarter or whatever the jar is filled with marbles you get a celebration I that but was they, interesting that was really cute right yeah, yeah. but they were tormenting the girl so much that the teacher was out here taking the marbles away mm. like you ain't getting shit yeah. okay that would be me <laughs> right and so the daughter was mad distraught about this to the point where she came home she's crying and she told her mom I will never trust anyone again right and so Brene was kind of like gave her daughter this metaphor and said well the way we trust people is kind of like that jar system right Mm -hmm. people sometimes give us marbles to put in and they build trust with us and then we can build relationship with them or sometimes they do things and we take the marbles out right (laughs) so she was asking her daughter you know, is that how your friendships are? And her daughter was like, yeah. And she was like, and Brene was like, well, how do you know? And the daughter goes, well, you know, my homegirl saves a seat for me and we share a seat um, when the auditorium's full and we have assembly, right? Or Cute little three-year-olds. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. my other homegirl, when we're out playing sports, remembers my grandma and granddad. And Brene was looking at her daughter like, girl, that don't count. These are little <laughs> trifle, insignificant things, right? And then she started to reflect on her own life. And she was just like, well, when I was at this event, a friend of mine asked me, I think, about her mom and dad, right? And that really meant a lot to her. But she was really struggling with this idea that trust can be built on small things. It can be built on um, the small moments rather than like the large grand gestures where it's just like, oh, I can trust you because you did this for me, Mm -hmm. right? So she went to the research and... Um, she referenced this guy, John Gottman, who is another fabulous um, couples therapist. His book on couples therapy is like, fire! Mm-hmm. Um, and he also highlighted that, no, yeah, it's not the big grand gestures that help us build trust. It's the little tiny moments. Mm-hmm. And he calls them like sliding door moments where it's like, say we're in a situation, the situation can go, you can respond to it one way or the other. Say you see me crying. You can either comfort me or you can walk away, right? That's a sli- a small sliding door moment. And they reference the movie that I didn't know anything about. <laughs> Yeah, the sliding door. Yeah. yeah. Where there was like two ways that the situation could have gone. Right, she stepped on the train and mm-hmm. then like that's when it kind of split off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, research, Gottman, Bernays found out that it's not these grand gestures that help us build trust with people. It really is the small moments. It's the small little marbles that we put in, right? And so then she went from that to find a way to like define trust so she looked at all the definitions of trust she said she hated it but she found or she hated the definition she found but she found one that she said really captured the definition of trust and she said trust is choosing to make something important to you vulnerable to the actions of someone else Mm -hmm. on the flip side distrust is when what i've shared with you you've shown it to be not safe with you, mm-hmm. right? So I've made myself vulnerable, but you've shown me it ain't safe, right? Mm-hmm. So then she tried to break down trust some more because we still work in this like framework of, I trust you, I don't trust you. I trust this person, I don't trust this person. But it's like, okay, but what is trust, even with these two definitions? Mm-hmm. And so her talk was called The Anatomy of Trust, where she broke down trust into this acronym called BRAVING, B-R-A-V-I-N-G. And she labels different aspects aspects of trust right and when she started going through them i was like oh shit this is a read Mm. right and so what i wanted us to do for this conversation really quick is go through the different aspects of trust that she labels Mm -hmm. and see how 
just reflect on it reflect on ourselves and reflect on how we take these aspects and kind of measure our relationships with others okay all right yeah you down i'm down yep well let's start with b in braving right so trust is braving okay b is boundaries mm-hmm. right i trust you if you are clear about your boundaries right mm-hmm. and you're clear about mine and are willing to respect them mm-hmm. yeah what do you think about that it reminds me um it reminds me if you like meet someone you know what i mean and there are things left unsaid Right, and you can kind of fill that air, that missing space. Like, okay, mm-hmm. there's things that I haven't said to him, and I definitely feel like there's things that he hasn't, you know, disclosed to me. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like early, early on. And I feel like early, early on, in most, you know, especially new interactions, like you're building that trust, right? So mm-hmm. you may not trust them as much or at all, you know, early on. But you know, I feel like as you as you build on as you become more clear about your boundaries and I feel like becoming clear about my boundaries means I'm just giving you more insight to who I am Mm -hmm. you know as an individual yeah you build that trust so what I'm hearing you say is like you might not even know what your boundaries are right so I was talking to Delisha about this it could Mm -hmm. differ from person to person or relationship to relationship right Yeah. and I was talking to my homegirl about this and you know she was saying that we have a responsibility to communicate our boundaries to people right but if we don't know what they are how do we how do we set them right when they come right and when they come and right? when they come you set them we and they the should still be respected right even right. if I didn't set that boundary in the beginning if yeah. I come up with a new one they should be respected I feel right? like they should totally yeah. should I asked her this question though which kind of put us in this really big pause like silent pause where do we make room for grace mm-hmm. right further what if we commute because I, I, I really I'm trying to understand boundaries I intentionally try intentionally trying to understand boundaries and it's tough because I feel like yes we, we learn what our boundaries are and we communicate them right what if people have shown that they are not capable of respecting our boundaries right trauma-filled relationships what if they're not capable do we just say all right cut it cut it ain't talking to you no more (laughs) like how do we adjust i feel like that has been some of our discussion Mm. in previous conversations Mm. like yo when that shit happens like no i'm not dealing with that Mm. you know what i mean Mm. and i err on the side of I like how you how you put it. I didn't put it that way before, but I like how you put it just a moment ago. Is sometimes you don't know what your boundaries are mm-hmm. up front. You know what I mean? So I feel like there has to be some room for grace. Mm-hmm. Not only for ourselves, but for the other person. Yeah. I think it's layered with AF. boundaries. Yeah. Right? I think there's there's even boundaries to that. That we that we have to set to protect ourselves. Yeah. Because if we let people go too far, you know, in violating, 
you know, our space or our bodies or what have you. You know what I mean? So I feel like there still needs to be some boundaries, even even to the grace yeah. part of it. I think the boundaries question is just, and I'm not going to harp on it too long, but I think it's so layered and so complex, right? Because when I think setting boundaries, I don't even think of something like extreme, like don't talk about my mama. Like you know what I mean? Or, you know, if if we're in a close friendship, I'm not expecting you to go spread my business to I other feel people. Like somebody some people would, right? <laughs> Especially well, if their mom is deceased. Well I feel like somebody could say like yeah. don't talk about my mama well, because that could be <laughs> what I'm referring to is like it's so complex because I'm even thinking about like the smaller things. So of course, yes, we make room for that. But the smaller things, like I gotcha. think back to like, what if I just make a request and say, hey, you know, our let's say we're work friends and we both hate our manager. Right. And so for some reason, like, you know, we come together and we used to kiki about that manager. But a boundary for me comes up where I'm just like, I don't want to talk about this person. Right. And let's say the first couple of times you keep bringing the manager to me. Tell me, tell me. And I keep reminding you, you know, I really don't feel comfortable talking about this person. At what point we've created a, a really close, you're, you're my work husband. We've created a good relationship. Mm-hmm. At what point do I stop reminding you and just draw back? Mm-hmm. And th- those are, that's where it starts to get tricky, right? When you really care about someone, but you start to notice for some reason you are not grasping that this is a boundary for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's subjective. Yeah, like, it's tough. I feel like that's that that's that boundary for grace that I was talking about. Mm. Like you have a grace period. Yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> and that's what uh, that's what they use the term grace period for. Like you sure. literally have a grace period. I have set a boundary. Mm-hmm. And you only have but so much time to before piss me off. <laughs> yeah. Before I'm out and I think that varies person to person and I think is important and we also respect that because what I feel like you should be done and over with right now I could be sitting here trying to you know calling myself giving you advice about a situation <laughs> like right now you need to do da 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 you may not be there mm-hmm. because your bandwidth for for that grace that boundary you know what I mean may not reflect mine yeah. or be as wide or as small you know what I mean yeah Excuse me. This and we're tough on our right? friends like that. Go ahead. No, you good. You good. Do your do your thing. This break was brought to you by my inhaler because I'm sick of these coughs. Okay. The next one and the R and braving. I is reliability. So trust is built if you can do what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Consistently. Mm-hmm. Not just once. Not just once, you're right. Or not just five times. Mm -hmm. If you can show yourself to consistently show up or consistently do what you say you're going to do. You get grace, Mm -hmm. right? After the first time. You You get trust. Shown me that you can't. So, like, when I was coming in from NOLA, I was basically, like, locked out. Mm -hmm. And it's just, long story short someone came and I needed someone to babysit Tristan and they didn't take the key with them um and I was locked out because no one was home whatever reached out to someone who's a few blocks away to be like you know you because they had a spare key you know this is the time that I'm landing you know I'm locked out basically so I'm dependent on you to make sure that you know I get I get home whatever 
When I land, I send a text. The text goes unanswered. I wait. I call. The call goes unanswered. I send another text. That goes unanswered. Within a five-minute time period, I, I called a few times, and another 10 minutes went by. I started calling a little bit more because mm. now I'm just at the airport, got my bag, yeah. trying to get home. Like, what's up? Like, yeah. you, you're not answering your phone. So a whole two hours goes by before the person reaches back out to me, and the response was, oh, I was cooking. My bad. So... And I explained to them that I'm a man of my word, Mm -hmm. and that's what makes me a good friend. So I expect people to do what they say they're going to do. Mm -hmm. And that also is like a little like triggering for me because growing up, I experienced that just as a kid, you know, from different adults in my life where I was constantly being let down. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, that's really triggering for me now as an adult when someone says they're going to do something and they don't do it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I let that person know you're not reliable. (laughs) The R that we're on right now, like you're not reliable. And they ask, like, do I get an extra chance? Like, yeah, you sure. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But the grace period (laughs) is only but so much. You know what I'm saying? Because. I was really bothered by that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I wouldn't do that to someone that I knew that was actually dependent on me. That's real. And I care about you. That's real. You know what I mean? So I had to. I had to school young boy. He, he was a little younger. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> I will say, um, I think I am reliable, and I also I, I agree with this this trait. If you're not gonna do what you say you're gonna do for me it's gonna be hard for me to trust you mm-hmm. and it's just gonna I'm just gonna label you as one who I can't depend on right but my Brene, words verbatim yeah Brene takes it a step <laughs> further though mm-hmm. because sometimes we say things that position us to be not reliable when we're trying to be nice so for example let's say we meet a friend um, who we haven't seen in ages and it's just like hey girl and sometimes some of us like to say things like we should go get a drink I'd love to hang out with you again and then next thing you know we don't see them for another six months it'd be like me text go unanswered phone mm-hmm. calls go unanswered right <laughs> so I, I'm trying to train myself to step out of that so like if it's somebody who I know we're not about to go sit down and break bread it was don't good seeing say you, it, like- right that's some fake ass shit. Mm-hmm. I had someone text me the other day who I haven't heard from in a while and I was kind of just like thanks for thinking of me and that was that. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah. Right? You don't owe anyone anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we feel like, oh, I have to give that person something now because they paid me some little attention or whatever. Like, yeah. no, you don't owe no one anything. It's the same when someone gives you a compliment. You don't Thank have to you. say they're nice back. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say they're pretty back. Yeah. Someone say you're wearing some nice pants. You don't got to step back and then assess their outfit and try to find something nice to say to them. Like, no. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about if we're reliable. Let's go back. Are you good with boundaries? I'm a Capricorn, so... I don't know what that means. <laughs> what I mean. Rigid old goat. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm good with boundaries. I can, you know, I'm a little... I, you know, I'm a Capricorn. Like, I have a little mean streak. Yeah. So, you know, with my boundaries, you know what I mean? And when, when I feel like my boundary has been violated the person knows mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know um you know i haven't always been good at that because you know the horoscope and all that other bullshit aside right on some real shit mm-hmm. uh 
I wasn't raised to speak in that way, to have a voice in that way, you know, to let someone know, you know, what my boundary is, you know. Well, first I would have to define it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would have to locate, you know, figure it out like you were saying in the beginning, like you don't always know right away, right? So you go through that process of like figuring it out, but then like, you know, I wasn't always given that space or that platform, you know, majority of the time. So that's something that I'm I'm definitely learning. Yeah. Yes, I'm learning. <clears throat> I think I'm working on asserting my boundaries. I don't think I have um I wouldn't even say have gotten proficient at it because it really feels awkward for me to like truly express when things don't feel good in the moment because that's where the corrective experience happens like if I say this to you 10 years down the road it's not really going to make a difference but addressing things in the moment is something that I'm working on as far as um, respecting other people's boundaries I try to be sensitive to it there's always areas for growth, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when other people's boundaries may conflict with my own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm working That's through right. figuring out the compromise between those two. Right. So, mm-hmm. it's definitely a, a growth experience. Mm-hmm. But now that we've done the B and the R, let's move on to the A. Yeah. Accountability. Haha, Brene Rita. <laughs> I can only trust you if, when you make a mistake, you're willing to own it, apologize, and make amends. And on the flip side, when I make a mistake, you're willing to let me own it, apologize, mm-hmm. and make amends. Mm-hmm. The owning part is difficult for people. Mm. And that's why it, that means a lot to me as well. Mm-hmm. I really fucks with that. Yeah. I've had experiences when, I think with accountability, I, I try to take full responsibility for the things that I do and how they may impact people Mm -hmm. sometimes that has set me up for failure because sometimes when you take ownership for things it places Mm -hmm. people in a space to take ownership for their shit and a lot of people don't want to do that Mm -hmm. right so it can be tough trust can be damaged even when you try to be accountable so like you own up to your shit and they sitting there like okay well thanks for apologizing right and you're like well no bitch like what else say your shit (laughs) because also trust is me taking ownership but then also allowing you and encouraging you to do the same yeah and you should and and trust is you should want to Mm -hmm. do the same I feel like if someone is I remember when Andy uh, during the reunion I think it was part two he was like Portia just poured her heart out to you you know what I mean? You don't, you don't have anything sure. to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when someone is trying to hold themselves accountable to you, in, in whatever fashion that is, um, I think, I, I like when you said it's important that we support and encourage that. Yeah. Unless you really just don't fuck with them. <laughs> and, Brene and you don't care. <laughs> Brene didn't say this, but I want to say this. Time is not accountability. Okay. There was a tweet, I'm paraphrasing it, but there was a tweet that said, niggas think time is an apology. Go to hell. Okay? (laughs) Time is also not accountability. So... Yeah. And I'm still so we can spend, not fucking with you we can spend after years. however long time has passed. And, and it's not even that it's bad blood, but we can spend years apart. If we have not addressed the pink elephant in the room, plastered in purple... 
right? If we have not owned our stuff, our stuff, apologized for our stuff, and made amends for our stuff. That's the third part, right? The making of amends. And we have to figure out what making amends means for each other so that we can do that. We didn't, we haven't built trust. We haven't healed. And have both suffered ne- had a negative impact from that right so while someone could be thinking like I'm not apologizing to them that's fine and years go by and you think that you're not being impacted by that yes you are you know what I mean I think we're doing ourselves a disservice by not putting ourselves in a position to hold ourselves accountable speak our truth be real set our boundaries all of that you know what I mean and like we talked about in the apology episode People may not always accept your apology, sure. but I think sure. it's still, you know, and I think you. But that doesn't too. stop it's you from being, from owning it, yeah. right? Yeah. And I just, ooh, this was on the tip of my tongue, and I feel like it's slipping away from me. Oh shit! Mm, something to do with accountability, although oh. This all taps into trust, right? So these are kind of like the pieces that help build or take away from trust. Mm-hmm. I just want to reiterate that just because trust is not there doesn't mean bad feelings are. Yeah, those are right. different, right. separate. Yeah, right. And this is all about being clear. Can be separate. Can be separate. Yeah. So let's go to the V. This is the one that really took me down. Okay. Um, and this is the one that like. Yikes. <laughs> I probably need to work on. Um, what I share with you, you will hold in confidence. And what you share with me, I will hold in confidence. Mm-hmm. Vault. <laughs> the vault. Yeah. So the things I tell you, you won't go tell anybody else. Brene really throws us for a loop. Because she's like, well, what if we're friends and you come to me with information about somebody else, Right. You, you have you have shown you can't hold shit that I can't trust you because you have just shared information. If that you do it to her, you'll do it to me, right? <laughs> A mess, right? And I, I told I was talking to my homegirl and I was just like, I have to work on this, not because I'm out here spreading other people's business, but bitch, I be spreading my own. <laughs> yes. I be spreading, uh, uh, well, and, no, and yeah, let me not say. I mean, and she was just like, "Well, you probably share it with people who you can trust." But that's what got me, right? Because Brene even says, moving outward, right? All of these pieces add to trust. But before you can put marbles in somebody else's jar, you got to be able to trust yourself. You got to put marbles in your own. And I can say there have been experiences where my spirit has told me, "Don't tell that person your business." Do not <laughs> tell yeah. person X your business. Mm-hmm. And what did I go and do? Hey, girl, guess what's going on with me? <laughs> right? So in that moment, I broke trust with myself. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you had the feeling. You knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let me just say, I'm a good vault. Yeah. Because I forget half the shit that people tell me. Yeah. With other people's business, I can keep it. <laughs> this is my own shit. <laughs> but I'm really... I'm a good friend. <laughs> Yeah. Nene. Um, no, I, I do. I, I'm, yeah. If so, especially, you don't even have to tell me, oh, this is in confidence. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good friend, too. You know what I mean? You should be able to ascertain from the information I'm giving you. You need to shut the hell up. Yeah. And keep this shit to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to always give you a disclosure if you really fuck with me like that. Yeah. Right? If you're out here spreading my, my good shit and my bad shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not a good friend. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And I I really I pride myself with that. You know, I don't I don't go telling people's business. You don't go telling people on should tell their own business. Facts. Facts. And and I and the the reason why I forget a lot of shit is because once we talk about it and I give you support or I give you whatever I can say, honey boo child, I got to let it go because I can't be walking around carrying everybody else's stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's just not how I operate. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not about that life. I know folks love to spread gossip and talk and be on the phone and Mm -hmm. on the interwebs and doing all that shit all day. I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, I'm a great vault. Okay. <laughs> well, that's actually something that Brene said, right? Or hinted towards or talked about. She talked about it. Sometimes people feel like they're building connection when they sit down for a tea session, right? Or they sit down in Kiki, right? Mm-hmm. She called it um, building connection. Or like common enemy intimacy, right? So mm-hmm. we get together and we kiki about this person. We good friendship, right? But that's not friendship. That's common enemy enemy intimacy. I yeah, like she put that. Our connection is built on hating other people, Ooh. and I'm not gonna like. Let's be all the way real. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes it's funny to talk about people. <laughs> and sometimes you do, but yeah. your related when that's the foundation. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding myself so as I get older getting really bored with that type of conversation. Especially when that's all that's there. Because I don't care, really. I don't yeah. care. I, I just don't be caring about a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. I'm be quick to tell somebody. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Got my own shit to deal with. So this next <laughs> one is integrity. And Brene says, I can't trust you if you don't act from a place of integrity and encourage me, remember the vice versa, encourage me to do the same. Right? And she describes intimacy, or sorry, oops, wrong eye. She describes integrity as (laughs) choosing courage over comfort, wanting to do what's right over what's fun, fast, or easy, and practicing your values and not just talking about them. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And I think that has been, I don't even want to say my 27 journey. That has been a journey that I've been on for years. Trying to live with as much integrity as as possible. And I think for what resonated most with me was choosing courage over comfort, especially in this Greek space. Ooh. My, 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 my. Yeah. It can be very comfortable to fit a mold, right? Mm-hmm. But I, not even Greek. Greek, church whatever black community respectability adherence anything club out in the suburbs yeah anything (laughs) right walking up and down the street (laughs) it can be easy to fit the molds that people want you to fit to not post the pictures on the gram that people don't want you to post to live the the life that people want you to live to make the career or friendship decisions people want you to decide but then Mm, i'm mm, just mm, like mm. no bump that right and i realized that some of the the pieces of courage that I've decided to latch onto have made other people uncomfortable, right? And so then the, our trust is impacted there. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Also, practicing your values and not just professing them has been one of the most uncomfortable things that I've had to deal with, like, throughout this time span. Yeah. To really, like, come into spaces and be like, this ain't aligning with what I'm on right now. Mm-hmm. And our values change with time. So that discomfort continues, like sticks with you. I don't know, what do you think? 
people talk a lot of shit but don't be doing shit so I like the practicing your values and not just professing them people just love to talk you know not even talk like there's especially in the, in, in this era of social media there's a way of flaunting right mm-hmm. um, you know these are my values these are the things that I hold the aloft <laughs> these are the things that are important to, to my life you know but it's not it's not in practice mm-hmm. so it's not real yeah yeah you know and I would rather be real than to you know be out here trying to be something that I, I just I don't know for me that's that's just difficult because this little boy this teenager this young adult this adult mm-hmm. has been through enough right to where I'm I'm good with being in my skin because I've been in it long enough mm-hmm. right <laughs> like I know what it's I've 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 just had enough reality checks to know that this is the skin that I'm in so I just I've never just wanted to be anything else I mean I've had other issues you know with Shane we talked about that mm-hmm. um, you know not po- you mentioned like not posting things that you you don't think that people would be interested in or or would like you know what I mean like yeah I think these are all things that we've all struggled with at at some point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well the end in braving we're almost at the end is non-judgment I can fall, I can struggle, and I can ask for help without being judged, right? And I thought this one was really cool, too, because we, especially as one in, like, a helping profession, it's quick to say, oh, no, I don't judge. But Brene was ready to get that ass, okay? She was just like, a lot of us will probably say we don't judge, right? But what happens when it's time for us to ask for help and we shy away from it? Because we're judging ourselves I feel we're like we're judging ourselves and if you fall in she says if you fall into the space of judging yourself it doesn't matter how nurturing you are or how much you like to give help you by default can't help but judge others when they ask for help mm-hmm. so I was like dang that's something I gotta work on yeah asking for help without judge. I, I took that as like self mm-hmm. you know reflection mm-hmm. Saying like that you're struggling, being, owning your struggles, because we like to um, act like we don't have them. Yeah, and I think it's that's part of it. I think also like we're kind of engineered, or it's just been kind of ingrained in us to, you know, just shut up and keep pushing. Mm. No matter what you're dealing with at home, mm. no matter mm. what's going on, you you keep your head up and you keep going. And I think there's some positivity to that but I think there's also something to that that has allowed us to go on so long without dealing with our trauma and dealing dealing with our issues right because mm-hmm. sometimes we are not strong enough to go forward right you know if you're dealing with something in life and you have fallen to your knees and you just feel like shit at the moment and mm-hmm. you curled up like a baby crying you know what I mean that's a breaking point mm-hmm. sometimes you know we're not that strong individual with the S on your chest you know what I mean out here you know like it's just sometimes that's just not what it is sure so I I I agree with you in that that's been something I've been working on for my for for me not judging myself and being able to to voice because 
with me is but I what I've come to realize is that you know people just assume I'm okay mm. not just okay but great yeah and sometimes I'm not I'm not okay I'm not okay and I'm being real yeah I know thank you for sharing that Yes. And, and I talked about that a little bit before, like even with the award I got at work, mm-hmm. you know, because of how I carry myself, which is a choice mm-hmm. not to wear my emotions on my sleeve. It is. And there's reasons behind that. But sometimes I do wear my emotions on my sleeve. <laughs> like, I'm like, what are y'all talking about? I, I think majority of the time it's just, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been working on that, that non judgment too, P. Ryan. Yes. Well, the last one, G, is generosity. G. You can assume the most generous things about my words, intentions, or behaviors, which is basically there is trust if you can give me the benefit of the doubt and I can receive the benefit of the doubt from you, right? Um, Thinking about how we relate to these things, um, I got to work on my generosity, Right, I, I think I try to give people the benefit of the doubt um, when one behavior pops up. I think I'm pretty good with that. But I struggle. And I, it, I think it's so funny how Brene gave us this braving acronym. Mm-hmm. And I think the B ties in with the G. Right? So I can give you the benefit of the doubt for maybe like one thing, two things, five things. But if I just see a pattern that's not changing... Just like that grace. Like Generosity. Grace <laughs> yeah. For why? <laughs> right? What, what generosity nice can what? I give? Or will I? am I going to choose to give generosity at the expense of my boundaries? Mm-hmm. Huh? Right? Close this on now. This is great. Oh, well, I guess you're ready to be done. I mean, I I, I agree. (laughs) Yes. Well, Brene basically said that this braving acronym is, um, it's helpful to first do this with yourself (laughs) before you can begin to trust others, right? You have to work on the trust with yourself before you begin to trust others. And y'all, if y'all are interested, (laughs) feel free to tell us how you interact with braving, boundaries, reliability, Mm -hmm. accountability, that vault, integrity, non-judgment, and generosity. Yeah. You ready to sign Send up, Brizzy? Hung up hide. Yeah, or use the number. Is it still up? <laughs> we have minutes. Do you? The number is still up. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll see you in a bit. All right. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. Hey, guys, so we're back. We are back and as sad as it might be it's that time it's that time again <laughs> Ooh, yeah yes <laughs> that was cute <laughs> do we want to go first with me I mean I can go cause I'm just I'm hung up on Bay. okay can you just say B B yeah you don't like Bay. I hate that <laughs> that's one of my boundaries bitch that's one of alright that's one of your boundaries alright B <laughs> I guess I was maybe Beachella. Oh, 
worst one. I was trying to say, I'm hung up on Baychella. I hate when people say that too. Oh, okay. Her name is Beyonce, not love, Beyonce. Love is a losing game. Okay. Anyone else told us. Oh, yes. Ooh, now you go switching up. I love that. I want to put that at the end. I <laughs> love that song. <laughs> Amy, Amy definitely left us with some, some yes. good tracks. Yes, she did. Yeah. Well, you? it seems that we are hung up on R&B, okay? <laughs> because while I am hung up on Beyonce, I'm also hung up on Rihanna. So she Ooh. and Childish, oh, Ge- Ga- Childish Gambino. Okay. Childish Gambino. The hour is late. They um, <laughs> released Guava Island, the movie. Do you have uh, Amazon Prime? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's a 55-minute movie, um, and it's really, really cute. I liked it a oh, lot. Oh, I gotta check that out. Yes. You could have yes. screen recorded that shit for me and sent it to me. From my computer? That's some new-age technology. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of megabytes, too. Yes. Never mind. And you know my phone is not new. <laughs> okay. And with all those tabs open on that computer, that it shit would, would shut, shut it down. down. <laughs> okay? <laughs> How many windows? I have five windows and multiple tabs. Okay? <laughs> It would not be popping. Five windows and 50 times. Okay, per window. Math. Per window. Do the math, Do the multiplication. <laughs> but yes, guys, that was another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always, I'm your girl, P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram <laughs> and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and on the Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Finals Boom! On Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash HungUpPod. Send your feedback on our episodes, your love, your hang-ups, your, hang your, hung, your hung-ups to HungUpPod at gmail.com. Yes, and thank you guys so much for your ratings. Keep them coming on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere that you can find a man who will give you enough love and stress so that you can make multiple albums and host Coachella. Headline Coachella. Okay. Are you saying that's good stress? Niggas are inspiration. Because <laughs> it's good stress and bad stress. Okay, both. All right. Who the fuck do you think I am? Right. Okay. You ain't married to no average nigga. Boy. <laughs> yes. Bye that's guys. a word for y'all. You oh. listening? <laughs> All right. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Peace. Well, if you wanted honesty, that's all you had to say. What song is that? My Chemical Romance, I'm Not Okay. Hey. Imagine me at this moment in my life. Your boyfriend took. 